All right, did you guys see this new border wall compromise? <laughs> compromise. It's a joke, guys. Republicans, you are a joke. This is not a compromise. This is a giveaway. Lawmakers have come to an agreement on principle to fund the border wall for how much? Not the $25 billion we originally thought about because that ship has sailed. I, that, that ship is in Bora Bora by now. And it's not $5.7 billion because that ship, quite honestly, is also on its way out the dock. No, now we're looking at, wait for it, a whopping $1.374 billion after four key members of the House and Senate Appropriations Committees met and hashed out this pile of crap. And half of these people were Republicans. What do you know about that? Republican Shelby, Richard Shelby, the Republican, and Kay Granger were the Republicans who helped with this. So kudos to you guys. I mean, you guys, you guys are so good at your jobs. I really should hire you to do some work for me. Oh, wait, you do work for me. You actually work for the American people. And yet, oddly, our interests don't really seem to matter all too much to you as you conduct these negotiations. I mean, $1.374 billion for 55 miles of a wall. 55 miles, that's like a wall going down the street to your friend's house. I think Republicans in Congress might be trying to take Nancy Pelosi up on her offer to just give $1 to the wall. So keep up the good work, Republicans and Democrats, and I hope selling our country away to the third world pays off for you. And welcome to the White House Brief with me, your humble White House correspondent and host, John Miller. Remember, the White House Brief is now available as a podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Just search White House Brief should come up if you put it in the iTunes search bar. Subscribe to it, rate it, give it five stars. And you know what? If you don't want to give it five stars, well, then you can feel free to go directly to hell. Now, later in our show for the out of the house topic, we're going to talk about developments with this Jesse Smollett character. You guys all know Jesse. He's the extremely brave gay black actor who has a barely believable at best and completely fabricated at worst story about being attacked in the dead of the night during the polar vortex in the MAGA stronghold, you know, the MAGA stronghold known as Chicago, at 2 a.m. by two guys just hanging out with bleach bottles and masks. Was he really attacked, or did he just have a, a grinder date gone wrong? I mean, you know what, if you're, if you're into BDSM, that's none of our business, bro. We just ask that you don't blame it on Trump supporters when the date doesn't go well. So we've got some really interesting developments coming from the Chicago police on that. They want us to forget about this story. We're not going to let that happen. But for today's main story, I want to talk about I want to talk about the 1.375 billion dollars for the border wall. Is that a joke? I mean, folks, we're going backwards on this. This is how it always works. The Democrats, they act like they're doing us a favor, and then the spineless weasel Republicans, they fall for it. Democrats hope that their willingness to drop a call for a cap on ICE detention beds, they hope that that would be enough of a compromise. Guys, that's not a compromise. Law enforcement is supposed to enforce the law. That's a given. Uh, those laws that we're talking about, those laws are already on the book. The Democrats, they make it sound like, oh, well, we're no longer asking ICE to ignore the laws that we already passed. So you guys should be really happy with the pennies that we're giving you for the wall. Absolutely not. 
Trump needs to walk the hell away from this weak-ass, watered-down border security deal. And we're sure he will, of course, because he has iterated that he knows how important this is. And when he was asked how he liked it, he said, am I happy with this? At first glance, no. He's not happy with it. I believe Lindsey Graham is right, saying he thinks it's looking more and more like we're headed toward a national emergency declaration. I honestly hope so. I hope so. 55 miles for the wall, border wall when Trump wants 200 miles? Uh, if you asked for a dollar and only got a quarter, would you be happy? Don't think so. I mean, would you really feel like you were met in the middle? Don't think so. With the peanuts they're giving him, we're never going to secure our borders through Congress, not because they don't want to, they do, or at least, you know, they used to, and then and we know that because their voting records prove it. But because opposing Trump is so important to members of Congress in both the Republican and the Democrat Party that they're willing to suspend their desire to fortify our nation's border in order to play petty political games. Now, while the members were working on the agreement in principle, Trump was giving a rally at the border in El Paso at the exact same time as our good friend Beto. Now, Beto's main message is that, you know, walls don't work just despite an overwhelming amount of evidence that they, in fact, do. Listen. With the eyes of the country upon us, all of us together are going to make our stand. Here, in one of the safest cities in the United States of America, Safe in spite of walls. One of the dumbest things to ever be uttered by man. You're safe in spite of something that separates you from the vicious cartels. Yeah, that makes sense. Beto, you're a moron, and he thinks he can get away with it, to be honest. Explain to me how you're safer in spite of walls when three of the most dangerous cities in Mexico are right here on our border. Three of the most dangerous cities. And a fourth one is basically on the border. Reynosa, right there next to McAllen, Texas, where they have an absolutely stunning wall. I'm sure you guys all remember the excellent investigative reporting Jim Acosta did when he showed you that their border was quite peaceful. A lot of the residents we talk to say this is a very safe community and that they don't see migrants coming into their community causing a lot of crime and mayhem. Yeah, well, believe it or not, that peaceful wall is bordering Hellhole Reynosa, where in 2017, there were nearly 42 homicides per every 100,000 people. So that, that's just the 11th most dangerous city in Mexico. In the eighth most dangerous city in Mexico, Chihuahua, there were 460 people murdered in 2017 alone. Now that's just a three hour drive to our border. Now Juarez, which is located right next to Beto's hometown, El Paso, is the seventh most dangerous city. In Mexico. Oh, and fun fact for you guys. From 2008 to 2012, the city of Juarez became known as this lovely name, Murder City, during an outbreak of cartel violence. That's when Beto was a member of the El Paso City Council. Now, Tijuana is the third most dangerous city in Mexico, and where it sits is right across the border from San Diego. And what do we have, hmm, in San Diego? What is there in San Diego? Oh, that's right. There is another big, beautiful wall keeping out all of the riffraff 
away from the good people here in America. Now, they averaged nearly 101 murders per 100,000 people in 2017. And just last month, Mexican police found 20 bodies, most burned, close to the U.S. border. And in August, 11 were found killed in a Mexico border town ahead of President-elect's visit. And Beto, he wants us to believe we're safer in spite of walls that would separate us from all of that goodness. Beto also thinks that you are too stupid to know. Do you see that? He thinks you're too stupid to notice that. Um, is that a Mexican flag? Mexican flag waving in the audience. If you watch, you can see it. Question. Why doesn't Beto just go run for the president of Mexico? Hmm? Oh, that's right. Because unlike us, Mexicans don't actually like foreigners coming in and doing big things for their country. And since Beto is not actually a Mexican, the real Mexicans, who are not a tolerant people exactly when it comes to who leads their people, wouldn't take too kindly to a white Irish dude being their president. But for liberals here in America, the third world, it's honestly, it's more important than people here in America. We want to make sure they have found the right place. That 243 years into this great experiment and idea that is America, we will not take advantage of them. We will not send them back to certain death. We will not believe that walls can or should keep them out. Instead, we welcome them with open arms. Oh, we want to we wanna welcome them with open arms. We, we don't want to send them to death. We just want to send our own people to death, right? We just want to send innocent people to the death to be killed by illegal immigrants because we don't want to send the illegal immigrants back. Yeah, that makes sense. Hashtag Mexico first. We want to protect the people who are here illegally because we, we can't send them back, guys. That would be way too cruel. And so we give a sanctuary for criminals so that they can continue their carnage on our cities. That's what... That's what caring people do, of course. And that's what the Democrats have tried to convince us they are. So caring. The Democrats, they care. They have big hearts. We want to, as Democrats, stop ICE. We want ICE to stop doing their job so that innocent Americans can be slaughtered by illegal immigrants because we're caring. We don't want illegal families separated. We only want American families separated when they lose their kids to illegal immigrants. We don't want these good illegal immigrants to rot away in jail when they, of course, could be roaming free along the streets of our sanctuary cities. Let them go. Let them out. Set them free. Instead, we'll let innocent bodies of American people rot away in the grave when they are killed at the hands of these people. Uh, this is so backwards. It is so deranged. It is so un-American. And we have two fundamentally different views for the country on display here. And that was clear from the opposing rallies between Trump and Beto. And it is clear from this bill that astonishingly was negotiated by Republicans. We cannot compromise with the modern Democrat Party. And I would urge the president to declare a national emergency and soon. He has the power to do it. And at the same time, we must beat the American electorate. We must work to beat the Democrats in elections so that they cannot continue to inflict this literal terror on our nation. All right, moving on on the White House brief to out of the House. Come on. I, I mean, let's tackle this Jussie Smollett guy. I mean, this is a story which, as I said, we're going to be monitoring extremely closely to make sure that this little Trump hater doesn't get away with any of his shenanigans. Because I, I honestly, I get the feeling that Jesse 
might be getting into a wee bit of trouble with the police in the near future. Maybe a bit of jail time? I don't know. We'll have to see. Turns out he might not be telling the truth. I mean, who'd have thought? He might not be telling the truth, guys. And I gotta say, the minute I heard that these guys apparently declared, oh, this is MAGA country in Chicago, I thought, okay, what part of the story adds up? None of it. And justice, mark my word, will be served, and this guy's ass is gonna be behind bars if it turns out he lied to smear a good group of people simply to take out his deranged hatred for this president. Now we've got the Chicago police saying his phone records do not meet. This is new information coming out. They say it does not meet the burden for a criminal investigation. This is after he refused to turn his phone. Remember, he refused to turn his phone into them. I gotta be honest, it's looking more and more like a hoax each day. And we need to follow it to its conclusion because if it turns out to be a hoax, in fact, we need to shout that from the rooftops. Because this is what always happens. We always have this terrible story. Oh, they hung nooses on her door. That's proof that racism is alive and well in America. Or, oh, they raped her and they left her to die savagely in the kitchen. Oh, they spray painted swastikas on his garage and then they took their Nazi mobiles and ran over him and his grandmother in the car while chanting Sig Hale. But then when it turns out that the story was made up, or even worse, the person did it to themselves, all of a sudden it fades into oblivion and no one ever talks about it anymore. It's weird. Democrats are so desperate to be victims. They so badly wanna be beaten in the head by Trump supporters. And then when that never happens, they go and they do it themselves apparently. So we're going to talk about it. We're, we're not going to just let that happen where it slides. Jussie Smollett, you will be held to account if it is proven that you are guilty of filing false charges. Just like, to be fair, the two men who allegedly attacked him, those two men should absolutely be held to account if they're proven guilty. Problem is, no one can find those two guys. The police can't. They've been looking. There's no video. There's no evidence. There's no evidence, there's no witness, and they're out there saying, if a boy filed a false report, we're charging him. Because all we have right now is Smollett's account, which has no proof. So here's what we know, running through this. Little Jesse Smollett skipping down the streets of Chicago from a Subway sandwich shop in the polar vortex, as one does, you know, at two in the morning. Out of nowhere, two white MAGA bros, apparently, who were, I guess, wearing ski masks and are very familiar with his work and sexual orientation because you know the MAGA crowd, oh, they live for the show Empire where he acted. It's their favorite among the MAGA crowd. So these two guys, they came, they allegedly accosted him and called him anti-gay and anti-black racist slurs and then they put his head in a noose, poured bleach on him and screamed, hey, this is MAGA country in Chicago. Now police say there is no report of that being said, none. No report of that being said. But it got reported to TMZ, so they initiated follow-up calls, and then it got reported that this MAGA country line, which no one in their right mind who supports Donald Trump would ever say, was said. Really. Despite that area having tons of surveillance and video coverage, police, they have found no footage of the attack. Only footage of Smollett making his way home with just a short 60 seconds gap where there was no video coverage. He was wearing the news in the video because he, believe it or not, kept it on. And he actually arrived at his building 
with the noose around his neck. You know, when when you're brutally attacked and someone puts a noose around your neck trying to beat you up and you're like, oh, hey, this is kind of cute, though. I'm going to wear it home with me. He apparently also claimed he fought back because remember, Jesse Smollett, he's brave. And while he was fighting back, he apparently kept the sandwich in perfect shape because the sandwich amazingly was intact too, even though he got into a brawl. Brave Jesse got into a brawl. That's why we must believe him. Then from his home, Smollett's manager called the police, but it wasn't until he got home because, you know, I I just want to make sure I'm nice and comfy before the police get involved, and that's when I'm going to make the phone call. And according to reports, when the officer arrived, what was Jesse still wearing? Oh, yeah, he still had the noose draped around his neck when he talked to the police. Now, if you've ever been involved in a crime, you know you get the police involved ASAP. You get them involved from the location. You don't wait until you've gotten home and you, you get your glass of Chardonnay, and then you call the police and say, hey, I was brutally beaten. Detectives have been working tirelessly to find video. They can't. So Jesse's word is not good enough. Where is the video on this? The initial report says that Smollett was hospitalized with a fractured rib, but later, hmm, weird. We have no idea what happened to that fractured rib. Apparently healed in a matter of, what, days? Jesse said when he was attacked, he was on the phone with his manager. Is that right? You were on the phone with your manager? Okay. All right, Jesse. Well, then let's see those phone records. Oh, wait, we can't because he won't hand over the full phone records. Now, people will say, well, he did. He recently handed over, yeah, limited and redacted records. But if you're trying to prove someone brutally attacked you, why not just hand over everything? Why not show the police this is what happened? I was on the phone with my manager and this happened. Why wouldn't you do that unless you were trying to hide your, I don't know, your sex? Your sex said, hey, baby, come over, and why don't you bring your bleach and your noose? I'll be waiting. The police ended up getting fed up with this and said, if this guy is lying, we're pressing charges for filing a false report. And you know what? Even Jesse's neighbors are not buying it anymore. They're saying things like, this is a quote, I don't believe it, not around here, because half the people around here in this area of Chicago, his neighbors are saying are gay and the other half are black. I mean, it looks like this didn't happen, guys. A bartender at a bar a block from the scene is saying, this just doesn't make sense. Now, lately, they found a bottle of hot sauce. This hot sauce bottle was partially filled with a clear liquid. So, oh, hey, the bleach was found on the scene. All right, well, I want to see the fingerprints. Surely that should be really easy. You find the fingerprints, you identify the guys. And then surely that would help you find the apparent criminals walking around with hot sauce containers in their bag while they don their ski mask and beat people up in a polar vortex at in two in the morning, because that's just so believable. Just another day in MAGA country, right, Chicago? Seriously, Jesse, if it turns out you made this up, I hope you pay the price to the fullest extent of the law. Because in smearing one imaginary Trump supporter, you smear all the real ones. And people who make up hate crimes make it damn near impossible. People, every Trump supporter can attest to it. You make it damn near impossible for actual Trump supporters to walk down the street peacefully without being verbally or even physically attacked by your ilk. When people make things up, like the news media we've seen, they stoke the divisions of hatred and they do so unnecessarily. Now, if you were truly attacked, then of course, we offer our sincerest prayers and apologies and wish you a speedy recovery. 
But if this was some made-up farce to paint Trump supporters as evil racist and you made the whole thing up, then may you swiftly meet the hand of justice and may you spare us a pitiful victim narrative while you actively work to make true victims out of the innocent. Remember, you can now get the White House Brief as a podcast. If you don't have time to watch it, you can always listen on the go. It's available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to subscribe, rate it, review it, so it stands out amongst all of the other hot garbage in that store. 